Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Wednesday, December the 14th, 2016. Welcome into the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center. As always, I'm Jake Marsing, Broncos beat writer. I can say that because I'm writing a piece today. Uh, right. For 5280sportsnetwork.com. Ryan Green, our... Uh, the beat video and picture guy. Is Ryan, that... and, and guess what, Ryan? We have with us a guest on the what? program. Jesus. How'd you get back Coming there, to you! Oh, boy. From the, you know, oh, the boy. parking lot of the UCL Trading Center, the great Brandon Perna sitting across the table from me once again. Um, I think we should change the format of the show and call it Hot Box Sports. <laughs> and we just sit in the Broncos parking lot and get super high and do the podcast. <laughs> And then we invite uh, we invite whichever player the Broncos don't want on the team anymore to join us. Okay. So then they fail their next drug test. <laughs> See, Perna, this is why we bring you in right. for these Innovative groundbreaking ideas. ideas. Well, it's uh... one day I'll be running a network, Ryan, and <laughs> things are going to change in this world for the worse. So Brandon's kind enough to join us today on the show. Brandon, uh, here's what we do on the Broncos Blitz because I'm sure you haven't listened to it before. No, I've listened to I think two. Two? Okay. So basically, we come into the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center. Uh, you're a dirty liar, by the way. No, I'm not. Uh, I really did. Uh, all right. Which, which I believe one? him. All right. I'll believe I see. You. I follow Ryan on I was, Facebook. I, I was actually surprised. I was like, oh, that's and I listen. Pretty good all numbers. Right. And then I see your posts and I skip them, Jake. <laughs> but then I realize you're posting the same thing and then I realize I'm the asshole. <laughs> uh, all right. So. What we do on the show is we try and recap what the day's events were for the Broncos, what the big storylines are. Uh, Today, Brandon, Ryan, the Broncos obviously turning their attention to the New England Patriots. We heard from Bill Belichick. We heard from Devin McCourty. Uh, We're going to hear from Trevor Simeon here shortly. By the time you hear this, we will have heard from Trevor Simeon. We heard from Gary Kubiak. Brandon, you were out here for most of the day. I'll start with you for a change. General impressions on what you thought out here at the Broncos today? Uh, I don't know. Thanks, you know, Ryan. Like... Ryan, next. What's your What's your opinion here? Uh, I the one thing I took away from uh, not only the Broncos talking but the Patriots talking is it seems like these two franchises have a mutual respect for each other, and I think that they both realize that they have been kind of the uh, bar set for at least the AFC teams. I know probably the Patriots have been the the bar for the entire NFL for the past decade, um, but it just feels like two masters of their domain meeting so it, it, that's just kind of what I took from it they've seen each other they know each other and it's just going to be I don't know I, I, I still know how to feel about this game I think the the main difference between the two uh, coaching organizations is they're on completely opposite ends of the scale in how they do things I'm not sure if it was today that Belichick was was talking about the Broncos saying that you know Kubiak, no matter where he does goes, he coaches the same way. They coach the same things. They run the same plays. Same is true for Wade Phillips. He even mentioned uh, special teams coordinator Joe DiCamillis that yeah. they do the same thing. Patriots do different things every week. Um, their, their whole philosophy has changed. We're going to evolve. We're going to adapt. We're going to do new things. The Broncos coaching staff is this has worked for us um, in different times. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to keep doing it this way because we know we've okay. had success with it. And if people, if the players catch. start executing, we still believe, you know, we can have success. So I think that's the, the main difference like that I see between at least hearing Kubiak and uh, Belichick talk today. So I was there for the Belichick press conference. I left early uh, from the radio show to come down here 
to get Bill Belichick audio, and I've been looking forward to it all year, guys. Was it worth it? Oh, it was so worth it. Okay. Because here's what he did. He, when you asked him questions about individual players on the Broncos roster, he gave you pretty good answers, right? Like standard coach answers. Like, oh, you know, he's got great, he does this well, he does this well, he does this well. Um, but then it was clear what questions he wasn't interested in. Like, the last question he got asked was, Coach, what is the Patriot way? Can you describe the Patriot way? His answer was, I've never used that term, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I want to go back because I don't know if he has used that. I know I've heard it from at least Robert Kraft. <laughs> I think it's a PR thing. Okay. And a, maybe a Kraft thing. Um, but what he did that got me in some trouble with some of the other writers because he took so much time on it was I just asked him, because for those that don't know, Bill Belichick spent a year here with the Broncos in 1978 as right. a de- defensive and special mm-hmm. teams assistant. And when you're young like that, he was 26 years old at the time, and I've always kind of wanted to ask him what that experience was like. And I got and I asked him that. I said, what do you what do you remember about that year? What do you take from that year? He gave, like a, I think it was three minutes and 47 seconds. That might be a record. Of nonstop talking. I would call Boston Media and ask, you know, like if this is out of the ordinary. And I got a- so many dirty looks as he was ranting about Joe Collier and... And all, and the, you know, the different kind of the three-four that they ran at the time, and the players they had, and then how that that propelled him into the Giants' coaching role, and some of the things he'd done in Detroit. Like I got the Bill Belichick, the Bill Belichick autobiography ready to go, guys. After this one answer, and then the next question, I think he was asked about uh, about Vaughn. He said, "Yeah, Vaughn's a great player," <laughs> and that was it's so Belichick, though. So Belichick. That was that. So a few topics to hit on uh, today that, and I'm glad we have Brandon here because some of them are are yeah. very Brandon kind of specific, Uh-oh. and he hits on a lot of things. He so. does. It's true. Um, <laughs> Why are other people though? Because <laughs> he's married now. I'm a coward. <laughs> I'm being afraid of being struck back. <laughs> I thought it was because you were married. That I don't hit on other. Well, okay, I see how you. Oh, you you, meant, you thought I it was like literally, physically. Okay. You meant no, uh, I meant that way. Yeah, right. Ryan got Jake took me in a different direction, but I always take you in a different. Uh, direction. Even if I wasn't married, I probably wouldn't be hitting on anybody. Yep. It's just a scary thing to go through. You know, so, kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Guys, we won't. You can only be rejected so many times. <laughs> we won't look at the Patriots too much today, Ryan, and I'll save that for the Friday show. Woo. Um. The, and today was supposed to be our get to know a Bronco. By the way, I did not get a Bronco to get to know because uh, I wasn't. They all said we don't want them to know us. No, they, yes, I just didn't. I heard him say I that just didn't in the ask. locker room. I just didn't ask. Uh, I will get somebody tomorrow. Probably Riley Dixon. I think will be the next guy that we have on. Uh, but for today, guys, one of the things that I wanted to bring up, we had this conversation on Monday's show, Brandon, and I wanted to ask you about it. I've kind of this week. The Broncos, I think, are starting to come to terms with the fact that they are staring 8-8 eight and eight in the face. Um, three really tough games, games that they will be underdogs in. Each one, they'll be an underdog in. If And, and we, we had this conversation on Twitter, and Marilat chimed in, and you said 100% not true on this theory, so I want your elaboration on this. If Trevor Simeon leads the Broncos to an 8-8 eight and eight record, and they miss the playoffs, and Paxton Lynch sat out the whole year, for the most part, and you didn't develop him and you didn't really get him reps, is this season a waste? No. Explain. Um, I think Trevor Simeon has potential to be a better quarterback in the NFL than Paxton Lynch. See, I think this is the dividing line. This um, is where we yeah. disagree. It's. Uh, I think what Trevor's <laughs> done this year gets 
overlooked quite a bit. I don't think if the Bron- if the Broncos do go 8-8, eight and eight, it's not all resting on Trevor Simeon's shoulders. There's too many problems on the offensive side of the ball to point your finger at the quarterback. Also, I don't think you really benefit by throwing a player like Paxton Lynch into the game when he's clearly not ready yet. If if your if your quarterback doesn't completely understand the the playbook and know how to run the offense, he's not going to learn much out there except how to take a beating and how to lose. And I think that you know, both guys are you're not they're not the Broncos are not paying either one of these quarterbacks a ton of money. So, being able to develop Simeon and know what you have with him is a benefit to the organization. Um, moving forward and you're I think you still have the option like not developing Lynch this year doesn't mean you can't play him next year or even the year after it doesn't matter when he actually plays or if he actually plays if you find a starter uh, in Simeon and if Simeon looks good enough where you decide Paxton still is the guy you want then you have options on what you can do with Trevor Simeon. One, keep him as a backup quarterback. You know you have somebody solid in there. And until they fix up that offensive line, you run a good chance of having your quarterback hurt uh, during yeah. a season. Um, or you can possibly trade him at some point, too. So, I don't know. I, I think saying any football season is a waste unless you're the, the Cleveland Browns is a, a little crazy. <laughs> Uh, here's where I think we disagree, just kind of fundamentally. I, I, you remember on the last show you and I did together, which doesn't exist anywhere anymore. Um, uh, so many, so much money and hours of my life put into that, and it doesn't exist anymore. But um, on the last show we did, we did some draft previews, right? You remember we did a game called uh, NFL Draft Prospect or Registered Sex Offender. Oh, right. <laughs> we played that game. And one of the reasons I wanted to do that was because I wanted to show that for most people, the draft doesn't carry a lot of value. I think for organizations, though, it should. And when you draft a quarterback, 26th overall, you not only draft him, but you trade up to get him. You trade up, what was it, six spots or five spots to go get him. That is an enormous investment on the part of your organization. It's just like buying a house. You recently bought a house, Brandon, yeah, but and, it, you, and you just let it sit yeah, there it, it is instead a, it of is moving into it. But you also drafted a, another quarterback the year before in the seventh, in the seventh round. round. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter like, where you drafted either one of the guys. Oh, if, one of them, if one of them can play the position, you go with that guy. It doesn't matter. The question, you, the thing you're saying is true, and I think the mistake maybe the Broncos made was trading up with that draft pick to get Lynch. So you're just not sold on Paxton Lynch, then? You don't, no, you don't think... I, 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 I'm not sold on him yet, but I also think we... I haven't seen enough of him play to, to give him a fair evaluation. That, that's fair. And I think any quarterback needs almost a full season before you can say, okay, this guy is picking it up or this guy is uh, is not. Ryan, let's get you in on this and then we'll move on. Oh, I'm an awful tiebreaker because I, I have gone back and forth on this... For for this entire week, really, um, I I understand that, it, and the Broncos have been a team where they give their draft picks chances. I mean, you saw Ronnie Hillman get chance after chance after chance. Sly Williams is still in there getting chances, and so if anyone's Ty, Michael Schofield, yes, yeah. yeah, I mean they get chances. So I don't <laughs> doubt that they still have Paxton as as the future quarterback. Um, but the one thing I can't get over is that this season. And I know they're staring 8-8 eight eight in the face right now, but this season, Trevor Simeon was the right call. 
you, they started off four and zero. They they've had a few rough patches, um, and even if Simeon is in there to be the guy that gets beat up instead of Paxton until he's ready, so Paxton isn't always flinching, then that's kind of what Trevor did, and that's just where they are. Um, it, we I think we all agree that either quarterback was not the main problem this entire year. The offense is just bad. Uh, but I can see why you would want a, a first-round draft pick to play. But at the same time, if you don't think he can do it, then you go with the with another guy. That's just kind of how it is. I think that's a fair take. Let's go ahead and move on to our second topic. We're, we're almost out of here. But uh, the thing that, that Gary Kubiak talked about today, and the thing that, Brandon, you even just mentioned a second ago, the foundational issue with this offense. I agree. Pat, Trevor Simeon, probably the right decision. Because I said this about the Peyton Manning decision, too, and the decision to draft Brock. You can only make decisions with the information you have at the time. Right. Right? And the Broncos thought they had a championship-caliber defense that could carry them through the season. They did not have that. Well, they have pretty They have a very a great defense, but their run defense has shown to be a, a huge issue They for also them thought this year. they upgraded their line. Yeah, they did. They thought that Okung and Stevenson were an upgrade. Right. I had questions about that from the beginning. I think I mentioned that on, on, on In the Huddle when, when we did it, or maybe it was late. I don't know. Um, no, you said the opposite. I love those signings. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Um, all right, so the foundational issue with the offensive line. I want to play this sound because, guys, sometimes national media types will come in and ask questions that we've kind of already asked. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but they'll ask them in different ways because they come in and they're in there for like two, one day, two days. Shelly Smith with ESPN was here today, was out here at the Broncos today. Mm-hmm. And she asked Gary Kubiak about the offensive line. And she basically asked, why does your offensive line suck the first time? And she didn't get a great answer. And then she peppered him one more time with a different question. She talked about, do you guys feel confident in how you built the offensive line? And she phrased it in a different way, and it got Kubiak to open up in a way that I thought was really interesting about each individual player and how what their role's been. He talked about Schofield, talked about Ty, talked about the right tackle issue. I want to play that sound right now. Uh, we'll play it, and then we'll come back and we'll discuss the offensive line issues, and then we'll we'll get out of here. Well, we work our tail off. I mean, we uh, I think you're asking me about building the group. Yeah. I mean, went out this year and got two free agent tackles, so there's some change going on there, and and two guys that have come in and done some good things for us. And uh, Russell's brought some leadership to our football team. I think Max, young player, continues to grow. Matt Parrott, a second-year player, continues to grow. Michael Schofield's played a little bit everywhere. But, uh, you know, uh, they're working their tail off. James and Clance are working with them. And uh, we can all do better. We all need to do better and be more consistent. But they're working hard. So Shelly, I think, posed it the right way. And she got Gary to open up on it Mm -hmm. a little bit in kind of a, a way that he hasn't. Like, all season he said, yeah, you know, we're we're looking for more consistency. And he kind of said that there. But I think going through each individual player and talking about the issues that they've had, the Broncos cannot run the ball. Mm -hmm. They cannot block up front. But they have to, they have, like, Brandon, I don't know where you sit on this. And Ryan, I think I know where you sit on this. But I've heard all week from media types that, oh, the Broncos just need to scrap their, the run game. Just throw it out the window. No. Scrap it and throw the ball 50 times. If, if they do that, things will get significantly worse before they get better. This offense is not Peyton Manning's offense. It is not designed to throw the ball all over the yard. Mm-hmm. You, Especially with Trevor Simeon, at quarterback, who, whether Brandon believes in him or not, is limited in a number of ways. Partly because he's not healthy. He's not totally healthy. Partly because he's still I... still learning? 
<laughs> partly because he's in the second year yeah. as a seventh-round draft pick at Arlington Western, and I think he has physical limitations. But because of those issues, this offense is not developed enough to throw the ball all over the yard. Bill Belichick said it today in kind of a revealing way in a quote that wasn't on the conference call but was in his press conference. He said it's the same plays they've been running since Shanahan. It's the same plays they've been running since. This is an offense that coaches in the NFL know. They know this scheme. And so in order to run the ball, so in order to throw the ball, if you're to throw the ball all around with this this playbook, you're going to get in trouble. You have to be able to run the football to create the play-action element or else it does not work. I, I expect, guys, Justin Forsett. In fact, I know Justin Forsett will have a massively improved role on this offense on Sunday. Um, I think he'll be he'll be used regularly. Let me say that. At least that's my speculation. As much as I can say on that. Um, <laughs> but the Broncos are going to, to, to try and run the football. And that's the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, they completely shied away from it last yeah. game. Um it's, it's, you're right, and it, the problem has been execution. I mean, that last, every week, the problem is that there are probably three to five guys on the offensive side of the ball that if you asked them after that game would say, yeah, I didn't, I didn't play my best game. So what, what we've seen is we, we haven't seen the offense play cohesively. Um, there's somebody making some mistake at a, a poor time. And the, the rushing attack suffered uh, tremendously when C.J. Anderson got hurt. And I think what C.J. learned to do well is know that the offensive line isn't going to be great every play, but that there are opportunities there to make plays. And we saw C.J. do that uh, consistently. And I don't think Booker has been ready for that role yet. Um, and I think Forsett can hopefully provide that spark in knowing exactly how these the line blocks, where his opportunities are going to be, and, and take advantage of them. And hopefully the Broncos don't get behind early and they can stay consistent with the rush attack and that they don't turn it over. Brian? Yeah, I think the run game is all attitude. Uh, I think even if you are just getting three yards of carry, you just got to stick with it. Um, I think the Broncos to, would take three yards yeah, of carry. Yeah, all over three yards. That's true. <laughs> um, but even if it's just to wear the other team down, you know, it, late in the fourth quarter, so they so that's when the passes do start opening up. I I kind of disagree <laughs> with you. I think. If the Broncos decide to go five wide, I think they have the the players to do so. On the outside, uh, yeah. On the outside, I think they can do that. I and mean, they and have then, enough receivers to go seven wide, right, really. Exactly. Eight wide. <laughs> Eight Let's wide. throw Cleve. No, yeah. they can't anymore because Marlon Brown is inactive now. Yeah, so, um, uh, but yeah, it's, I, I if you're going to run this offense, the Kubiak offense, mm-hmm. you're not going to win many games where your quarterback throws 51 times. And yeah. that's just, as, as good as Trevor the stats have been, um, it, just having those numbers um, in this offense usually means you were down early and you were trying to catch up, and that's not how this offense succeeds. Well, big test this week against uh, the New England Patriots. Quickly, uh, just to get it in there, let's let's play some of that Bill Belichick presser right here. Here's Coach Belichick talking about Trevor Simeon and this Broncos offense. Hello. Hello, Hello Coach. Yeah. I'm sure you've had a chance to watch a lot of film on Trevor Simeon now. What's been your impression of, of their young quarterback? 
Uh, athletic. Uh, certainly got a good arm. Uh, they've had a lot of balls down the field. Uh, he's got you know a couple great receivers um, to throw to, but uh, you know does a good job on the bootlegs and the um, moving pocket plays. And uh, you know there's some checks at the line of scrimmage. Uh, it looks like they you know make some adjustments and uh, based on look and so forth and. It certainly looks solid on those, so um, it's been been impressive. They can run their offense. So it's going to be a tough test for the Broncos this Sunday. I think everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon, since we won't have you, uh, what's your score prediction for this game? Or are you just saving that for your YouTube channel? Uh, I haven't. I haven't. How are you feeling about this game? Not good. Okay. This is. I mean. This is the make-or-break game of the season for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they win this game, I think it easily helps them carry momentum into the final two games. Yep. And if they lose it, I think they have kind of just checked out for mm-hmm. the season. Yep, That's a good way to put it. Um, it's a tough test. Um, I think they can win it, but if I'm a betting man, after the way New England played against Baltimore, yep. I, I mean, it's hard not to pick them to win this game. Mm. But I'll find a way to pick the Broncos. You will. I look forward to seeing all your <laughs> I'll find some weird, stupid reason. You'll give the home field I didn't think the Broncos were going to beat the Titans last week. So Neither did we. Well, we picked them, but I we were both... To win, but we, weren't. we both we hedged weren't. our bets. Yeah, we I picked them to lose to Jacksonville, though. Well, see, that was stupid. That's kind of my claim to fame. <laughs> all right, uh, Brandon, where can they find you these days? Uh, YouTube, really. That's Good Sports, Twitter, at Brandon Perna, Pornhub, uh, search on um, unsuccessful finishes, and you'll find me. <laughs> All right. Uh, at That's Good Sports. Check out the YouTube channel. Also working a lot with Vic Lombardi these days. That's why oh, they yeah. let him out here. Um, well, technically, my pass is from BSN. Who? What? Is that a shoelace? Is that a thing? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a shoelace. <laughs> I, don't yeah, have, I don't have a lanyard. Brandon's <laughs> using a shoelace as his lanyard. Um, I didn't even know I had this media credential until last week. <laughs> and they gave it to you? Because I had him call to give me one, <laughs> and they're like, here's, here's your It's been sitting out here for, for weeks. Uh, I yeah. didn't know. So he's got the Dove Valley cred. Uh, Ryan, we know where you can find you. Search follow- my name on oh, yeah. Pornhub. Yep. Uh, follow Ryan on Twitter at... Uh, Green 5280 Follow us on Twitter at 5280Sportsnet. We will be out here again tomorrow. Vaughn Miller, Rick Dennison, uh, Wade Phillips, Demarcus Ware, everybody and their dog will be talking out here tomorrow. We'll be there for it. Uh, and we will actually probably do get to know a Bronco tomorrow as the podcast. Brandon, who should we get for that? Uh, I think you probably should get John Elway. I just go upstairs. Aim low. Yeah. I like it. Aim low. All you right. know where you can find Elway. <laughs> LA. When, when he's on the road, he goes out every night before the game. Yeah. So you just find the hip bar, and that's where you'll see him. Or in L.A. these days. He's in L.A. There a lot. Go. Is he? There yeah, go, he's, been in, he's been caught in L.A. like a bunch lately. That's not good. Somebody um, reported today that Trip Balky could end up in Denver. A website that I don't trust, so I don't know. Where there are a lot of there are a lot of rumors floating around out there. Why um, would anybody on earth think about bringing Trent Balky anywhere? Some of them more substantiated than others, and we'll talk about those once the season is those over. Those are but, sweet rumors um, so, involving so sweet. Gary Kubiak and some other things, but we'll we'll talk about those when the time is right. This week, it's all about Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and the New England Patriots. Give me a follow on Twitter at Jake D Marsing. Uh, check out all my hashtag hot takes there. Uh, also, uh, we you will hot cakes. Yeah, well, look hashtag at me. Hot cakes. Look at me. Um, Let's do a breakfast show. We should. I mean, I missed. Don't play with my emotions. I, let, me just, right. lunch, right. let me just say, I have, got the title. Let me just say, I've missed doing this with you. It is good to see you, Brandon Perna. 
please do give him a follow. Check his stuff out, unless it has to do with the three-letter acronym that I can't say. That's a competitor of ours. Um, but uh, in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, uh, until we te- uh, until we talk again, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marcy. He's Brandon Perna. This is Fifty Two Eighty Sports Network. And we're in a truck.